Good place to be tonight, is it not? Amen. 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 Glad to be in the house of the Lord. Glad Amen. to be back with you all. And as Kim was testifying, I started thinking about this song. I'll try to sing just a little bit of it. There is a name I love to sing. I love to sing its word. It sounds like music to my ears. Went down into it to go 
with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Yeah. Verse 5 says, Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his... You notice these next three little letters, Brother Walter, are all lowercase. Yeah. Really, Brother Slick don't mean a thing. Meaning that that person they was talking to can't hear them. Amen. But it says that they cried unto their God. Is that not what the book says? Yeah. Cried unto their God and cast forth wares that were in the ship, into the sea, to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the side of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came and came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so that if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots. And the lot fell upon Jonah, then said unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thy occupation, and whence comest thou? What is thy country, and of what people art thou? Verse 9 says, And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Verse 10 says, And the men were exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he had fled, get this again, from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Now, Brother Walter, would you pray for us this afternoon? Almighty God, we come to you, Heavenly Father, and we thank you so much for us. Your precious word, Lord. Father, we thank you for Brother Justin. Just ask that you anoint and use him in this message tonight. Mighty God, open our hearts and minds, and may we see what you have for us through the word this evening. Amen. Lord, in all things, may we constantly realize, Lord, that Amen. you are good. And Father, that all good things come from you. And Father, we need to give you praise and glory. We love you tonight. Praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this afternoon. Don't have very many notes at all wrote down, Brother Walter, so Listen. I'll give you just exactly what the Lord gives me. When he stops feeding me, I'll sit down and get out of the way. Yeah. But I want to take just a little while here and look at this man named Jonah and try to draw one thing out of it that whether you're here tonight, maybe you're saved or lost, I don't know the heart condition tonight, but if you're here and you're a Christian tonight, I, I want to uh, maybe bring something out of this uh, about this man named Jonah that would appeal to you tonight. Maybe maybe think, uh, maybe think, make you think just a little while on where you're standing at with God and, and what you're doing for him. Uh, but as we look here in the book of Jonah, Brother Walter, and back in verse 1, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, and he said unto Jonah, he said, Arise, and go to that city called Nineveh. And you know what, uh, Brother Slick, if you look into history and you read about this city of Nineveh, it was a very evil, very corrupt city. And Jonah did not want to go there. Jonah did not want to have anything to do with going to this city of Nineveh. And God told Jonah, he said, Jonah, I want you to go down there and I want you to cry into that city. In other words, Brother Walter, God spoke to Jonah and he said, you know what, Jonah, I want you to go down and I want you to preach the gospel. 
gospel. I want you to preach to them people in Nineveh. I want to help them. I want to save them, Jonah. And I'm going to use you to do it. And you know what Jonah down the Bible says that he fled uh, from the presence of the Lord. I'm looking around today, Brother Walter, and I see a world that we're living in. And then it seems like it's gotten so far away uh, from God. We've gotten so far away from the Word of God, the truths of God. We don't abound in the Word of God anymore, Brother Walter, and we're living our life. And whatever feels good, we do it. And we've gotten so far out as a society in a whole, away from God. And you can look around and you can see all the evil and all the corrupt things out in this world. And I began to sit and think about this man named Jonah, Brother Slick. And I thought, you know what, God? How many Jonas are you trying to call today? How many people have you called out and said, you know what, son? I want you to go out here into Charleston. I want you to go out here into California. I want you to preach the gospel to people. I want to save people today. Yeah. Yet we flee from the presence of the Lord, Brother Walter. <laughs> I thought about me. At the age of 14 years old, I felt that I was called to preach, Brother Walter. I was so young, I really didn't understand it all. And, and I've heard people talk about their callings into the ministry. And I hear people say, well, I run from the Lord this long. I've done this, or I, I went here, I've done this. Brother Walter, I was just so young, maybe dumb enough, or just stepping out on faith. I really didn't run or do anything. I just felt like there was something inside of me, Brother Walter, that if I didn't stand up, if I didn't just open my mouth, I can't tell you a lot of times what I say when I get behind the pulpit, Brother Walter. I get in the truck and I look at Ashley and say, did anything I say tonight make any sense at all? Because all I know is I get up here, I open my mouth and I let God speak. That's the way you and I are to be as Christians today. Now I might step on your toes just a little bit, but that's all right. You can take that up with God. But you listen to me today, Christian. I believe God's called you more to do more than just come and fill up the cube. I believe God's called us to do more, Brother Walter, than to tie to the local church. I believe that He's called us to do more than to come and be a part of the local body. I believe that He's called us to do more. Amen. Lord, what are you doing about it tonight? We look at this man named Jonah. The Bible says that God tried to speak to Jonah. He said, son, listen, I want you to go to Nineveh. And I believe all the time, Brother Walter, Jonah's taken in the back of his mind. I don't want to go there. I don't want to have anything to do with them people. And they mock God. They curse God. They're an evil, wicked people. I don't want to go there, God. You know what? I found myself in those shoes before, Brother Walter. I thought, you know what, I really don't want to go here. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go over here and do this, Lord. Don't, don't send me down there to that church, Lord. Yet I'll go. But you know what? It seems like, Brother Walter, when we go, we get the greatest blessing Amen. that there ever was. Amen. And you know, Jonah fled from the presence of the Lord. And I believe there's a lot of Christians today as a whole. I'm not talking about here at the Gospel Center Tabernacle. I'm not talking about a hilltop chapel where we go. I'm not talking about down the road, around the road. I'm talking about Christians as a whole. I believe that there's a lot of Christians in today's society that are fleeing from the presence of the Lord. I believe that we're running just as far as we can away from God. Why? Because we don't want to do what God asks us to do. You look back just for a little bit. You bear with me tonight as I lay a little 
think about the sacrifice that Jonah would have had to make uh, to go to that city of Nineveh and to preach the gospel. You think about the mockery that Jonah would have had to face when he stood before the people of Nineveh and proclaimed God. You think about the mockery that he would have had to went through and the ridicule of the people sitting back laughing at him, making fun of him. It's not fun to stand up in front of people and they, they look at you like a knot on the log or they sit and make fun of you or they talk about the way you're, you're preaching or looking. It's not pleasant today, but God's called us to do it. Come on, Justin. You may not be the one standing behind the pulpit. You may not be the one standing behind the piano. You may not be the one always holding the microphone. But friend, God's called you to do something today. Yeah, and you better do exactly what the Lord's called you to do. I don't care if it's cleaning the church up after service. If it's your job to sweep the floors. If it's your job to clean the toilets. Whatever your job is, friend, do it. That's all that He wants you to do. Come on, Justin. Uh, you'll get a blessing from it, and I promise you, somebody else will get a blessing. God didn't call us here, Brother Walter, just to be another number. I believe God's called us here to not only save our souls, Brother Walter, but I believe that once we get saved, we are to take this gospel. We are to take this precious book and spread it to a lost and dying world. You know, there's people dying by the thousands every day. There's people dying by the thousands every day, Brother Walter, that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They don't know Him from Adam. They don't know Him from you and I. And that's a sad, sad state to be here, friend. When you close your eyes in death here in this life and don't know Jesus. I believe just like the Bible says, Brother Walter, about that rich man of Lazarus. Yeah. The Bible says that that rich man lift up his eyes in hell, being in torment. Right. Brother Walter, I believe if, if God would allow, you could roll back the gates of hell. And I believe you'd still find that rich man standing there today. And I believe you'd still find him crying out. For just a drop of water on that it might cool his tongue. I believe you'd still hear the cries and the screams uh, from people that's down in hell just begging and pleading for one more chance. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Friend, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late then. Amen. You know why they're going to hell? One, because they've rejected Jesus Christ. And two, because maybe they haven't heard about it. You know, these people at Nineveh, you think about this, Brother Walter. I, I don't read anywhere before this that God had tried to send somebody their way. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't read too many times before this, Brother Walter, that God was going to choose somebody to try to go and preach to them, to try to go and change them. That brings me to another thought today, Christian. You know, a lot of times we come into the house of the Lord and we sit in our pew in our Sunday best and we go through the routine and we, we sing the songs. We know all the songs to sing. We know when to raise our hand. We know when to say amen. But you know what? When the preacher gets up here and begins to preach, if he don't make me preach and if he don't make me feel happy, if he don't make me feel good about myself, I walk out of here mad. I walk out of here with my nose stuck up at him. Won't even shake his hand as I go out the door. But Brother Walter, I read in the Word of God where sometimes uh, this Word of God will chastise us. I believe sometimes it's not always about hype and feel good and do this. But sometimes the Word of God will chastise you and I. And just like your parent tried to correct you, I believe that God will correct us when we're wrong. Amen. 
What have I done, God? Everybody else is shouting around me. People's got tears in their eyes. People's raising their hands. People's got a smile on their face. What's wrong with me? Well, you, it don't take you long. You begin examining yourself, Brother Walter, and you find where you've disobeyed or you've done exactly what God's told you not to do. And we, it, it doesn't take long to realize that God's not changed. That's right. right. It's Amen. Us Amen. We see where Jonah got on that ship. He was going to leave the presence of the Lord. He went the exact opposite way of what God had asked him to do. And the Bible says once he got so far out into the sea, there was a great storm come, and that storm beat on that ship and beat on that ship, and they were all that were in that ship were scared to death, and they thought, you know what, we're getting ready, to, the boat's getting ready to break in half. This ship can't take this much longer. What are we going to do? The Bible says that they begin to take the wares, and I believe, Brother Walter, if you look that up, that's every belonging that was on the boat. If we don't need it and it's not tied down, Brother Slick, throw it overboard. And that's just the way it is today. If God's not in it, you don't need it in your life. If God's not in it, don't take it away. If God's not in it, don't do it. Come on. Amen. Amen or not today. Amen. Christian, you'll find yourself a lot stronger ever than the Lord. If you'll do just exactly what God tells you to do. If God's not in it, you don't need it in your life. Amen or not today? Amen. I'm the world's worst. Brother Walter, I really am. I'll get to looking at a new car and I'll think, well, I'm going to buy me a new car. I will. But I, 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 I try to learn lately, Brother Walter, and it's a hard lesson for me to learn. If the Lord ain't in that new car, I don't, I don't really need it. Hello? Yeah. If, if the Lord's if the Lord's down here at the Gospel Center Tabernacle on Sunday night, I, I want to be right there Sunday night. Right. I want to see what the Lord has in store. Right. He's not down here anywhere else. And I'm not preaching against sports or, or ball games. Listen, but he's not down there at the ball field on Sunday night. He's not down there at a bunch of hooping and hollering. He's right here. He's right here amongst the people that come out. I don't care, Brother Walter, if there's five of us or 500. As just as long as God's presence is known, that's all that I'm worried about. Amen? Thank the Lord. But we see where Jonah went out into this ship. They were out. They were throwing everything overboard, everything that they didn't need. Brother Walter, they were casting it away. They were trying to make their boat lighter so it would float upon the water better. And finally, somebody said, hey, let's stop and pray to our gods. But their gods just really couldn't hear them because the Bible, you see, I, I pointed that out, that little G, that means that they really, that God can't hear them. And it says that they, one of them said, well, where's that, where's that Jonah guy at? I'm, I'm just talking now. Brother Walter, somebody finally, light bulb went off and they said, well, where's Jonah? They said, well, he's down in the bottom of the boat. Now you look at how, you listen to me, you look at what Satan can do. And I, th this is just as real as, as I'm standing here. You start dabbling in sin, friend. Amen. You, you go out here in the world and start dabbling in the world. Yeah. You go out here dabbling in things that's not of God. Yeah. You go out here and, and, and skipping services. Well, you go out here and, and get away from God's people and start p and pick you up a a bunch of friends that don't go to church. Yeah. You see what happens. Yeah. 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 You see what happens. Real quick now. Yeah. 
to this great storm in Jonah's life, Brother Walter, the Bible says that he was down in the bottom of that boat, fast asleep. Yeah. Fast asleep. Didn't have a clue that he was getting ready to lose his life, Brother Anthony, yeah. because Satan had rocked him fast asleep. Yeah. See, he was already out of the will of God. He was way over here. God wanted him back here. So he could have cared less. He was going to lay on that boat, sleep till it sank, and then drowned out in the ocean. All because he was out of the will of God. Friend, you better, you better check yourself real close today. And make sure you're exactly where you need to be with God. Amen. But it says that they went down on the bottom of the ship, Brother Walter. They got Jonah up. They were going to cast lots. And you know, I, I've read this, Brother Anthony, and we've talked to our kids about it. You learned about it in Sunday school from a little age. Brother Slick, but you ever thought, as you're getting ready, you might want to call the draw straws or whatever it is. That's, that's kind of what it was like. But Brother Slick, here, you're standing on this boat, and imagine if you're Jonah. Knowing in the back of your mind, this all brought wrong because of you. You're sitting there around everybody, you're thinking, boy, this it's gonna it's gonna fall on me, and know it is. But he never spoke up, Brother Walter. He never took accountability for what he done. And he let all these men almost die. And as he stood there and they cast lots in the back of Jonah's mind, Brother Slick, I believe he knew. He knew that he was in the wrong. He knew it was because of him. But yet he never spoke up and said, wait a minute, boys, this is all because of me. He waited a little till they cast lots. Lot fell on Jonah. Then Jonah revealed himself and revealed the fault that he'd made and revealed what he'd done before God. And he waited until his back was against the wall. Friend, you don't have to wait till you're like that. Amen. You don't have to wait till you're on your deathbed and beg and plead to God. God, help me. God, save me. Boy, you can live a wonderful Christian life now. And you can enjoy the journey as day and day and day. You can enjoy every moment of every day. Now, it's not going to be always a bed of roses. It's not going to be a perfect life. It's not always going to be handed to you. But, Brother Slick, you can have peace that Sister Kim talked about that passes all understanding. When you don't understand it, God will give you peace. He'll give you joy, Brother Slick. When, when nothing else makes you happy, sometimes God just makes us happy. I don't know about you, but even on my worst of days, Brother Slick, I can be having the worst day of my life, and I, I just want to give up and quit and say I'm not fooling with this anymore, but I'll think about the day that I got saved and how that my name was recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life, and on my worst of days, I can be happy. There's joy in serving Jesus today. There's joy in serving Jesus. But you think about what he done, and I'll get ready to close. Sister Kim or Anthony, whoever wants to make away the piano. We read where not only Jonah went to this ship, Brother Anthony, and once he revealed himself to all the men on who he was, the Bible says that, and I, I've often wondered this lately, Brother Slick, did God prepare that fish and try to teach Jonah a lesson? Did God prepare that fish to take Jonah closer to where he was going? Or did God just want to prove a point to Jonah? Yeah. You know those times we get ourselves in situations, Brother Slick, and we'll look back and think, how did I get in this shape? How did I get in this mess? 
And it's all because we began to dabble in a little bit of sin that we think is harmless. And we'll wake up one day, Brother Slick, and find ourselves so far from the presence of the Lord, just like Job did. But you read on in that chapter, Brother Slick and says that, that Jonah went out into the water. There was a great fish that God had prepared. Swallowed Jonah up. And how many days did he live in that great fish? Three days. He stayed in that fish, Brother Walter. Now you think about three good, solitude days. Brother Slick, I don't imagine there was much to do down there. I never thought about it like this, but I don't imagine there was a whole lot of, of entertainment down there. I don't, I don't imagine there was a lot to do. But I'd say he made the most of every day and every night that he was there. Thinking about God. I'd say, Brother Walter, just, and you read the story and you realize how quick that he made it to where he was supposed to go. But I believe that, and I don't know how many days that it took him. But you know, sometimes we've got to get broken. Sometimes, Brother Slick, we've got to be broken before we can be put back together and made whole. And I've been there. But I wonder how many days it was before he realized, God, I really made a mistake. God, I should have just went where you told me to go. Lord, if I ever get another chance, if I ever get out of this fish, God, I, I promise I'll go and preach the gospel. How many of us has made that promise before to God? Amen. Lord, if you get me out of this situation, I promise I'll go to church on Sunday. I, I promise I'll testify. Well, you'll do real good for a Sunday or two. Then yeah. it seems like you, everything's going all right, Brother Bill. We seem to forget about that promise. Yeah. But you read on in the book of Jonah, Brother Slick, and we find he finally got on his destination and got where he was supposed to go, that lives were changed. Not only lives, but Brother Slick, there were cities that were changed. All because, and I don't know if this is what it took, but he spent three days in that belly. I believe those three days, he got in tune with God. I believe once he came out, he realized that he was the best to be used by God. Maybe you're here tonight and you're saved. Maybe you're not where you need to be with God. I don't know your heart as we stand tonight. But you listen to me, friend. If you're here tonight and you're not exactly where you need to be with God, there's nothing wrong with coming to an altar. Amen. Amen. Learned that from Brother Walter a long, long time ago. He used to say that every service. He'd say there's nothing wrong, there's nothing to be ashamed about coming to an old-fashioned altar. You know what I believe when Jonah was in that belly? I believe he cried out to God and said, God, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry for what I've done. There's nothing wrong with that, friend. If you want to come tonight, why don't you come? Why don't you let God restore you? Why don't you let God put you back on track where you need to be? Why don't you let God maybe put the broken pieces back together? Like only he can. Maybe you've got a job to do for the Lord and you're not doing it. Maybe you just need a little encouragement tonight. Why don't you come and let God take care of the situation? When you learn to turn it over to God and put it in God's hands, I promise you, you'll go home tonight and sleep better. You'll have a peace that I was talking about. And if you're here tonight and you're lost and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I beg and plead you, why don't you come? Why don't you come tonight? Ask God into your life. 
happened to Jonah and he disobeyed God. What time he spent in that belly of that, that fish. If he would have never made peace with God. If he would have never had that heart change. I believe that's what it took. I believe that God took him to the very bottom of the sea inside that fish. And I believe, Brother Walter, that's what it took for him to change his heart. To change his mind. Friend, what's it going to take for you today? It's going to take losing a loved one, losing your home, losing all your finances. What's it going to take for God to get your attention today and realize that He's calling you? To realize that you need to be saved. What's it going to take today, friend? If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Brother Walter, if it was your name that could get me saved, I love Brother Walter with all my heart. I believe he's a good man. I believe he's a great, great man of God. But you know what, Brother Bill, when you stand before God and you say that Brother Walter Gore saved my soul, that, that really don't mean a thing to God. You might stand before God and say, well, I listen to a lot of good preachers. That don't mean a thing to God. And I'll tell you one thing that means something to him. He sees that blood that's been applied to your life. Amen. From His Son, Jesus Christ, that was shed on Calvary. Friend, that's what means something to God. I don't care if you're the greatest ball player that ever put on a pair of cleats or basketball shorts or whatever. I, I don't care about that. If you don't have the blood applied to your life, friend, when you stand before God, you can pack a truckload of trophies before Him, Brother Walter. That won't mean a thing. That don't mean a thing. You might be the richest man in the world. Friend, you might, you might be able to pack a, a bucket of money before the Lord by your way into heaven. Friend, that will not get you there. That's what I love about this plan of salvation so much. June or Greek, honor free. Brother Walter, it doesn't matter what nationality you are, what creed, race. It doesn't matter, Brother Jack. All that matters is that you're saved. It doesn't matter if you're poor, rich. It doesn't matter, friend, because Jesus loved you enough to go to an old rugged cross lay down his life freely today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today and you're lost, and you realize that you really need to make that choice with God, that you realize that maybe you just didn't have enough courage to come to an altar, if you'd raise your hand up, we won't make, make, make any motions I promise you that. I know Brother Walter well enough. All we'll do is pray for you. Yeah. All I'm going to do is pray that God give you courage that the next time you get an opportunity that you'll make that choice. If, if you have that much courage tonight, would you raise your hand? That's not going to save you, friend, but all that's going to do is just signify to me and God that you're serious about your soul, that you are concerned where you're going to spend eternity. Do you have that much courage tonight just to slip up your head? Said something this evening there talking about Jonah's, which God knows what it takes, folks, to get us where He wants us to live. Mm -hmm. 
He knew what it would take to get Jonah back to where he wanted him to go. And it was that three days he spent in the belly of the, that, the great fish. I and God knows what it takes to get to the unsaved. He knows what it takes to get to us as Christians. But still yet, it's up to us to make that decision to be obedient. Jonah changed his mind and he went in the direction, hit the ground running. As Brother Justin said, it wasn't just a, a handful of people, but the whole city of Nineveh was changed. Thank God for the message tonight. Thank God for each and every one of you. Anybody 